0: Hello, my dear. So welcome to the 30th presentation. Please uh, watch it till the end. Uh, Practice in your life. Use it in your researches. Subscribe and share this message to billions. More about this program is below the video. Enjoy. Welcome back to our series on the unification principle, the path to happiness. I'm your host, Dr. Tyler Hendricks. As we discussed in the last session, for the ones who are facing the last days, more than anything, now is the time to realize the divinity deep inside through prayer with a humble heart. We should not cling to conventional notions, but prepare to work with new perspectives from God. When Jesus came, He was the Son of God and Messiah who ministered and taught but no one truly recognized Him. In the last days, the Messiah returns, but will we recognize Him? This session will talk about what exactly happened when Jesus came. It will help us to recognize Him when He comes again. Today, I will talk about salvation through Jesus' death on the cross. The word Messiah means the Anointed One, signifying a king. Jesus Christ came as the Messiah. He came for the complete salvation of fallen human beings 2,000 years ago. He said, you should be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect in Matthew 5, 48. And the purpose of Jesus' providence of restoration, he proclaimed was to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand hand how would we describe a person who is perfect as our father in heaven is perfect what Jesus said we should do this would be a person who has realized the purpose of creation he or she is fully attuned to God and experiences God's heart within their inmost self they possess a divine nature and live their life inseparably from God they don't have the original sin and hence they are not in need of redemption or a savior or of religious practices which are necessary for fallen people and they will give birth to children who are also free of original sin safe to say there has not been even one person even the most devout Christian who fulfills what Jesus said we should do. Not one lives in oneness with God. We need a life of prayer and faith. We have original sin, and we give birth to children with original sin who also need salvation and a Savior. This teaches us that even after the grace of redemption by the cross, there's something more to come. This doesn't mean that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was in vain. The grace of redemption by the cross is so great. However, belief in the cross does not entirely free us of our original sin or completely restore us. Paul's words teach that the cross has brought spiritual salvation. Therefore, he lamented over his inability to prevent sin from infiltrating his flesh he said so then i of myself serve the law of god with my mind but with my flesh i serve the law of sin romans 7 to 25. saint john also confessed in in first john 1 8 to 10 that if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us If we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and his word is not in us. And yet Jesus said, be perfect. And he said, the kingdom is at hand. And yet we are not perfect, and the world is still suffering. So we see that God and Jesus did everything for us, but it was us, we failed in our responsibility. And so it didn't happen, or it just happened part way. The Bible shows us, what their responsibility was and the mistakes that they made and we study that so that we can fulfill our responsibility this time first we will examine the position of Jesus religious community Judaism Jesus came to the religious leaders God had prepared them for thousands of years and they were fervently waiting for the Messiah They were under the rule of many empires, the Assyrian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Persian Empire, Hellenism, the Romans. The Jews had been desperately hoping for centuries after centuries for righteousness and holiness before God. They eagerly awaited for a great king like a new David who would rule with righteousness in fulfillment of the law. The whole purpose of the prophetic tradition from god was to create a culture that would have the spiritual maturity and wisdom and humility and holiness to follow the messiah when he came why because he was going to bring the love and the word of the new era unfortunately the religious leaders judged jesus by the external standards of the old era the lesson for us is Don't cling to the external form of the old era, in our case, the New Testament. Second, let us examine God's providence of salvation. Jesus came to fulfill God's three blessings, and not only to bring humanity complete salvation spiritually and physically, but also to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth, literally. Therefore, Jesus should have married and become with his wife true parents to bring salvation to everyone spiritually and physically and establish the reality of the kingdom of heaven on earth. He was not supposed to die before he fulfilled the three blessings. The lesson is that the Messiah lives a full and complete life. As Irenaeus said, What is not assumed is not saved. So marriage and family that Jesus did not assume were not saved. Jesus will have marriage and family, but completely centered on God, with no trace of sin or Satan, and he will show us how to do the same. Third... We can understand further by looking at the reaction of Jesus' disciples to his death on the cross, that it wasn't supposed to happen. They were grief-stricken. They were indignant. They burned with indignation over the ignorance and disbelief of the religious leaders and the Roman leaders. And they condemned their actions, calling them murderers and rebels, Acts 7, 51-53 and yet it was they too the the disciples who betrayed jesus denied jesus ran away when the authorities seized him the lesson is it will not be easy to follow the messiah everything will in the world will try to get people to deny and betray him even though he is full of love and truth and does nothing wrong fourth Look at Jesus himself, his words and deeds were meant to engender belief on the part of the people that he was the Messiah. When the people asked him what they must do to be doing the works of God, Jesus replied, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent, John 6:29. When Jesus was agonizing over the disbelief of the religious leaders, And having no one with whom to share his heart he looked out at the city of jerusalem and he wept he lamented the fate of the jewish people whom god had so laboriously and lovingly guided for 2000 years and he prophesied that the city would be so utterly laid waste that not one stone would be left upon another he clearly pointed to the ignorance of the leaders, saying, You did not know the time of your visitation. Read Luke nineteen forty-one 41-44. Jesus also lamented the stubbornness and disbelief of the people of Jerusalem, saying, O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not, Matthew 23, 37. Jesus reproached the ignorance of the people who refused to believe in him, even though they were familiar with the scriptures that testified him to him. He said, you search the scriptures because you think that it is in them that you find life. But it is they that bear witness to me, yet you refuse to come to me, that you might have life, John 5, 39 to 47 how many miracles and signs did jesus perform in his desperate effort to lift the people from their disbelief yet even as they were witnessing these wondrous works of jesus the religious leaders mocked him they said he was possessed by a demon matthew 12 24. in the midst of such a wretched situation jesus cried out even though you don't believe me believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father, John 10, 38. Christians accepted the greatness of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and and the redemption we receive through faith in it. This is good, but we go one step too far if we say that the cross was the best thing that could have happened, that there was no other way to forgive sins, but Jesus himself forgave forgave many people of their sin while on earth, and he didn't just do it, he said, the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sin. Jesus went to the cross because of the failure of human responsibility, not because it was necessary for him to forgive sins if Jesus death on the cross was the best way then why did he pray three times my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me nonetheless not as I will but as thou wilt Matthew 26 36 to 46 was it because he was afraid or because he knew or was it because he knew the suffering that God and humankind would endure As a result of the Messiah's rejection we think the latter if Jesus death on the cross were not predestined as necessary for the complete accomplishment of his purpose as the Messiah why was it prophesied in Isaiah 53 that he would suffer the suffering servant well the Bible always presents two possible outcomes we call it dual prophecies one based on us fulfilling our responsibility and the other based on us failing to do so so some passages express the crucifixion as an inevitable event such as in isaiah 53 matthew 12 john 19 and others they express that jesus but there are others that say that jesus was going to become the king of the Jews in his lifetime and establish an everlasting kingdom on the earth. Isaiah 9, 11, 60, Luke 131. That, that he is the son of God, the prince of peace, the everlasting father of his kingdom and righteousness. There's, there, there's no, these are called the prophecies of glory. So God gave contrasting prophecies because the outcome would depend on. Whether human beings would fulfill or fail to fulfill their responsibility this is very clear with Moses when God said here's my commandment obey it and you'll be blessed disobey it and you will be cursed it's up to you if we if we had believed in and followed Jesus as the Messiah on the earth all humankind would have been saved both spiritually and physically and God's nation would have been established in Jesus' day. But if we did not believe in Jesus, everything was lost. So Jesus had to save the situation. He went to the cross to achieve spiritual salvation. We're going to talk about that later. But that spiritual salvation, because Jesus is the Son of God of absolute value, has absolute value jesus said as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up john 3 14 now when the children of israel disobeyed god just to unpack what jesus was talking about god told moses to lift up a bronze serpent on a pole and those who looked upon it would be saved jesus used this as a parable of what would happen if the people rejected him. So when Peter tried to dissuade Jesus from the path of crucifixion, Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan, Matthew 16, 23. This was because Peter's dissuasion at that point could have hindered Jesus from paving the way for spiritual salvation through the cross. Jesus' last words on the cross, It is finished meant that he had finished laying the foundation for spiritual salvation. As we can see, it is clear that Jesus came to make us perfect and bring God's kingdom to the earth. Thus we can understand God's broken heart as he watched his son die on the cross and the grief of Jesus who came to bring salvation to humanity. We surely do not want this tragedy to happen when Jesus comes back. So we can benefit by what the Bible reveals about the turning point between Jesus being accepted and being rejected. I look forward to sharing this with you in our next session. Thank you for listening and may God bless you. Thank you very much good presentation please subscribe to the channel and share this message to billions and uh, more about this presentation is below